Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special live podcast, live from the Coachmaker's Arms, Marlebone. Very good. It's a beautiful, intimate, oak-panelled room. It reminds me it could be on a national front meeting from 1978. <laughs> on tonight's show, John Tyndall. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming along as one for the kids. Uh, later on tonight, we've got a very special show with Clive Allen, a uh, wonderful servant to the club as a player and uh, coach and manager for one game. Uh, for those of you at home, that, gate, that, that podcast will be available later on this week. But tonight's show, we're obviously looking back at the defeat to Liverpool and uh, looking forward to tomorrow's game against Middlesbrough and the weekend's tricky game now against Watford. So joining me tonight, please welcome my co-host, Theo Delaney. Hey. Hello. And please welcome from Haters TV, Mr. Jerry Cox. And finally, please welcome the editor of the Jewish Chronicle, Mr. Stephen Pollard. Right, well, obviously, it's been uh, an interesting week for the club. Um, The the defeat, yes, was it yesterday? No, yes, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Literally no idea what day it is. The defeat to Liverpool, obviously, uh, as we record this, the transfer window is open. I don't know, the latest, there's no sidings yet, is there? Has he officially? Official? Who, for us or someone else? He's in the middle for Tottenham. Fair enough. It's not the, not the Fernandes we wanted. Uh, it was Bruno, but there we go. Yeah. Gedson Fernandes, is that official that he's signed on loan? Well, there we are. Oh, passed William his passed his medical, though, didn't he? If I, I yeah, William passed his medical, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so uh, anyway, so we'll talk a bit about the transfer window. And then look ahead at the tomorrow's game against Middlesbrough in the Cup and Watford. But let's start with uh, the defeat to Liverpool. Theo, I think most Spurs fans 
we'll say probably all Spurs fans went to the game on Saturday really, really expecting the worst. Obviously because of the injuries to Sissoko and Kane and our defensive record. Um, despite the defeat, were you pleasantly encouraged? Not really. <laughs> no, I was a bit in the, the last 20 minutes. We took the game to them and we had a couple of incredibly good chances to score. But let's be honest, I don't think we ever, I don't know, I don't know what anyone else thought. But I never, it was only ever going to be one winner in that game. I think they controlled the game for over an hour. In fact, their possession in the first half was something, I don't know what it was, about 77%. I mean, we, were, we were 33% of the I mean, that's absolutely, that's stats. pathetic. You know, at home, at Tottenham Hotspur at home, it could even be a record. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Um, so, you know, although they only scored once, they made other chances and you actually got the, the, the rather disturbing feeling that they played slightly within themselves and that mm. if they needed to score again, they would have gone up a gear. Mm. And that's worrying because, of course, it wasn't that long ago. when I mean, it was, how long? What, literally, two, two years ago when we absolutely dismantled at them Wembley, at Wembley. one yeah. So that gap, that chasm which exists now has, has developed really quickly and that is upsetting, to be honest. Do you think, Stephen, it's sort of just off air we're chatting to various people here who are obviously Spurs show season tickets holders and therefore here tonight. This whole sort of where we are, you know... At the time when we got to the Champions League final, we thought this was the beginning, the dawning of a new era. Yeah. Do you think now, in hindsight, it was the end of an era, and now we're just now looking at rebuilding this side? I think yes. I mean, the the you know, there's so many players in that squad who are clearly just shouldn't be there now. I mean, <laughs> Danny Rose, what is he doing in what is he doing in the, at the club, let alone playing now? I mean, he was. I thought on Saturday he was. It's, it, I say it's invidious to single out players but I don't care um, Danny Rose was just awful um, uh, but you know what I'm, I'm, I, I normally take a half empty view of the glass rather than a half full but actually I take a slightly different view from Theo I, I never expected to be coming away from the ground feeling frustrated uh, because I think we mm. should have got and we could have got something out of that game yeah. and I think that's because I think it was a tactical masterstroke by Marino I thought he played an absolute blinder which was you know kill them for an hour I mean yeah let them have possession but apart from the first minute or so when they had mm -hmm. that that, that chance, you know, that yeah. chance um, I don't think they were looking like they were about to score the whole time I thought it was it was horrible to watch mm. but you know we, we, we killed them off for an hour then he brought on the two players I think Lo Celso should have started earlier but anyway based on what Marino was doing and then we had 20 minutes right, them. Okay, and when we did we? have a go at them we yeah. should have got something out of it Jerry, as a, as a gentleman of the press, and there's not many gentlemen in the press, but you are, in, you are indeed one of them. The, 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 I noticed the build-up to the game. There was a, even you know, before the game, we haven't played them yet, and there was various journalists. You know, Mourinho's an old dinosaur, a busted flush. There's you know a real agenda. Whether they just don't like him over the years when he was at Chelsea, Man City, I don't know. Maybe there's a chance for them to put a knife in now, but. Tactically, you know, I know as Theo mentioned, oh, I was awful, only 33%. But tactically, surely, as, as a football fan, you must have seen what he was trying to do. And if it wasn't for Sun missing that chance, Lacelso missing the chance, you can argue Robertson maybe being sent off for that awful tackle that wasn't even sent yeah. to the video assistant referee. Then the, the throw in for the goal that should have gone away. We could have actually got something. Well, I do agree we could have got something because I think, you know, if Harry Kane was playing, we'd have got those two chances would have gone in and that would have been two goals to Spurs. As Theo said, you always got the feeling Liverpool just would have stepped up if they needed mm. to really score. But 
as I mean, I don't know if people have an agenda against Mourinho. I I was there his first arrival at Chelsea back in two thousand and four, and he was just a breath of fresh air. We all loved mm. it. But I remember when he came back, when he came back to Chelsea after his time mm. away, we thought, great, you know, he's he's always got a good story. He's always entertaining, and he's going to be lively. And there's always something going on around him. Within six months, everyone was sick of him. You know, you've seen it all before. Yeah, it was, you know, you go into a press conference, go to a match, and you get the blame game and the mm. picking out little things. And I think there's, you know, it's happened a bit quicker than we expected. At oh, really? So you, well, you wanted to sort of know, pick that up? Talking about the ball boys. At, I was at Southampton yeah. on New Year's Day, you know, the ball boys and this, that, and the other. And, you know, and, and, and it, it becomes a bit... If you're, if you're a player and you're hearing your manager mm. just constantly sort of clutching at straws, making sort of vaguely ridiculous excuses all the time, you probably don't have a lot of faith in him, you know? You don't think there's a way of protecting players and, well, th- no, there is and a bit diverting of that. No, away from other problems I don't think within he's the di- club? I'm not sure. It's, I mean, I wrote my piece about, you know, classic diversion tactics from Mourinho, but I think it's diverting it away from attention on him yeah. rather right. than on the, on the players. And I have to say, I don't detect a pattern of play or, a, or anything that's going on tactically that looks like they really know what they're doing. And there, there are a few occasions. Well, one, one in particular, they do a short goal kick to Alderweireld. You know, Gazaniga's looking to lock, knock it long, which they're, they're mm. doing a lot of. Goes to Alderweireld, who looks to lock, knock it long, but there's no run. So he plays it back to Sanchez, who plays it. And, they, and Liverpool close down on this. They're mm-hmm. smart. They're closing down. Suddenly it goes back to Alderweireld. Then he has to sort of panic it back to Gazaniga, who then boots it out of play. Mm. Now, that, that doesn't strike me that they've worked out what they're trying to do. Getting but, I the think that's, but I think you're right that they, they don't know what they're doing half mm. the time. But isn't that because they don't know what they're doing? That's what I'm saying. In, in the, no, but Marino has yet to have the chance properly to look at the players, to decide what works best for them. And, you know, let's be honest, he's stuck with a goalkeeper who really shouldn't be the number two goalkeeper, let alone playing regularly. But, I mean... Yeah, well, I wouldn't. You know, he's got the goalkeeper he's got. Who's, yeah. you know, his his footwork's not bad. His clearances aren't bad. He's better than Hugo, for example. Mm, I think. Yeah. But what what struck me was the fact that they they've got themselves into a bit of a situation, and then ended up going back to what they could have done in the first place. It just struck me as indecision and not really thought through at all. It's not really about the personnel, or if it is the personnel. We'll work out what's the best way to go forward. But you say that. I mean, you know, the, the one name that was on the team sheet that no, no Spurs supporter saw was obviously Jaffet Tanganga, yeah, yeah, yeah. who probably along with Mora was probably the best player in our side. I thought he, for yeah. a debut, yeah, someone so young against the European champions. Yeah, he was great. Had a, and you, you, you mentioned there that doing the chance where he hit the post and hit him and went back. I mean, you know, he had a shaky first three minutes. was wonderful. It was like... I don't know. It, it, the only analogy I can think is like a young Ledley King. There was a yeah. lot of lot of similarities yeah. in, in in the style of play. Yeah, yeah that, was that, re- that, that was a that real was a Mourinho. You know, and you talk about yeah. training, and Mourinho's barely had a full week to come in in a massive game and you know, huge game, and to go, you're playing. That I thought that was quite exciting. It's no, extremely it, surprising, it, yeah, that's yeah. for sure, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, because Vertonghen was there on the bench and available. Voigt is perfectly fit, and he can't even get anywhere near the bench since that Norwich game. So it was a big, massive call, and it seemed like slightly mad. And yet, that was the one call he made where you think, wow, that really worked, because he played great. In fact, 
that back three looked like it might have a future because you, you always need it. You need some guy who's been doing it for 15 years. That's yeah. Alder Bereld who really has got a bit of savoir faire about him. And then you need a couple of guys who've got all the equipment and just need a bit of guidance. Mm. That was one of the pluses. But, yeah. I, I, but I mean, you know, they were few and far between, God knows. I, again, I'm not so... You know, look at how the Celso played in the last 20 minutes. You know, I think he should have been on from the start. He's class. I mean, he, he, he can distribute the ball. He can score. He, I, think, I think we've, you know, we've got Ndombele coming back. Well, we I'm hope. not... Well, at some point, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably too starry-eyed about it, but I think there's a future there. I really we, do. We seem to have a lot of what I call impact players who I think, so far, from what we've seen, seem to be best suited coming off the bench and making an impact. Um, Lo Celso, uh, Lamella. Yeah. I think Mora, personally... Ooh. Although Moore played really well, yeah. Moore is a player I think you bring on when you want something a bit yeah. different with 25 minutes to go. But every, everyone knows what the big problem we've got is, which is we don't have Moussa Dembele, and we don't have a replacement for Moussa Dembele. And the problem has always been since he left. Mm. We have no proper defensive midfielder who's good on the ball, who can pass keep it pos- and, keep and possession. keep possession. And, you know, yeah. Eric Dyer, even in his, you know, when, he was, when he was good wasn't that good at doing that. No. Um, and Harry Winks, God bless him, um, he seems to only understand that you pass the ball back to the keeper. He doesn't seem to understand that you're supposed to go forward with it. Mm. Well, Winks is very young. He's still got chance. Yeah, no, no, I'm not... I mean, he's got all the equipment. Yeah, he's got all the equipment. And he just... Yeah. He, he needs to... If he can yeah. stay fit and get... But we need game. somebody, you know, more experienced. And I think and Ndombele, funnily in. enough, if that's how you pronounce it, is um, actually quite similar to Dembele in yeah. that he's very strong and he's very hard to... He, he, he can twist and turn and do different things. And I think, again, he hasn't had a run of games. It's, it's disturbing that um, Mourinho's already branded him a kind of uh, malingerer. And a lightweight. I don't know what. I mean, you know. Again, is what, what like Jerry said. He's looking around for, around for excuses. Well, it must be a fr- so I mean, early look, on. We're not there in the training ground, and it must be a frustration if you perceive a player's coming yeah, up to you and going, "I've got a problem." It is here. a frustration, what, but why you know, say it out? Why yeah, tell the world yeah. and start blaming him in public? He's only been there eight weeks, and he's mm. already, you know, hanging his players out to dry. This guy's twenty-two years of age. He's come from a foreign country. Maybe he is finding it hard settling mm. in and, and toughening up. Mm. But you don't go out after the, after just a few weeks and start saying, "Oh, yeah, well, he's." I mean, they paid fifty million quid for him. Mm. Apart from anything else, you're jeopardising a very important investment. But do you think, with when you take someone like Mourinho on, I mean, you know, it's it's all out there. You must know what you're letting yourself in for. You know the, the pros and the cons. Surely, Jerry, you know, you know, Levy's no idiot, and that you know, you you, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, and I think he. I, I don't believe for a second that there's this this deal that Mourinho's happy to settle with the squad he's got. I think he, again, it's one of those public pronouncements he makes. But he would love to bring in a few more players, without doubt, and he'd probably like to ship out a few players as as Pochettino did. Yeah. And I think fundamentally. He's just inherited the same sort of problems the that Poch problems. had, Absolutely. which is a squad that wasn't refreshed properly yeah. 18 months ago yeah. and then a year ago. And you're now seeing that, you know, as, as we said, maybe, maybe you know, Madrid in, in June was, was the high watermark. And it's, it, it, as Poch said, a painful rebuild. Mm. And we, did a, we spoke to Klopp after the game on, on Saturday, just a little sort of huddle in the, in the back of them. And we were talking about, how did you get to this point you are where this team just seamlessly you know mm. almost seem to 
you could slot anyone in and they yeah. just, you know, it, it's a proper machine. Like we were probably two like or three Liverpool years ago. Like Liverpool were in the 70s and Yeah, 80s. like they were in the yeah. 70s. And he said it's, it's been a long, slow, step-by-step process. He said, my first game was here, 2015. Nil-nil, remember. He said, in the morning, I realised we were in the same meeting room, in the same hotel. Mm. But he said, everything's changed, you know, there's the personnel. So when I'm writing my piece the next day, I'm looking up the stats. And I go back to the team sheets from that nil-nil. Mm. The only Liverpool players involved in that game five years ago were Origi and Lalana, who were on the bench this time. So none of the starters right. were involved then. Spurs had five, but if, you'd, you know, if you take Kane and Lloris' injuries, they'd yeah. be started. That would have been seven of that team. Wow. haven't changed since 2015. So that's the difference. You know, they've rebuilt, mm. and he's built a team that he wants. He, you, know, you could see when they lost the Champions League final because they had a terrible keeper... He just went out and bought a, t- a proper top keeper. Mm. And I know, you know, people who know Pochettino said he, he, when he was g- going to get money to spend, he didn't want to... This was after the Champions League final this year. He didn't want to buy two or three or four £20 million players. He wanted one or two world-class players, mm. £70 million a time, you know? And that, mm. I think that's part and parcel of the sort of frustration he felt and why he ended up... Going, you know, well, it's more than a, I mean, it's a frustration that fans, us yeah, fans yeah, yeah. feel, but that's because not... we all we all see it. Yeah, this is this is the thing we all, all see it. And I mean, you know, we just mentioned heard off air that this uh, get um, Getson Fernandez has joined, um, but again, he's you know he's a twenty one year old. He's I think Benfica have changed their style of football. He hasn't played much this season, but you're not buying a ready made Premier League proven player. No, it's, you're looking it's... at someone else who's going to take a while. To probably the rest of the season to settle in. Yeah. Um, it's another loan deal with an option to buy. And it's a sort of wheeling dealing going on whereby yeah. the whole sort of narrative that most fans have had to buy into is we've got a stadium to pay for. Yeah. We don't want to, it's the old things from years. How many years have Absolutely, we Absolutely. We don't want to be like Leeds United. Yeah. And I mean, how many years can we hear this? And yeah, so we because, all go, yeah, but, come on, look at the money or the revenue you're supposedly getting in food and drink and match I know, day. but Mike, if Daniel Levy was listening Where's to Where's the now? money that supposedly we were going to use to buy Dybala in the last transfer window? Yeah, but that was, was that all here. Was million has that disappeared? Was yeah, but it's, it's a frustration. It is frustrating, but just if can't Daniel go Levy was listening some... to this, he'd say, I can't believe it. We're a smaller club. We always have been. We've had less revenue. In order to rectify that, I've had to do something for the long term. I've built a massive stadium. I've built the best training ground in Europe. I'm getting more revenue in from the from the NFL and concerts and God knows what. But I've still got to pay off a debt of a billion quid that it cost to do the stadium. So what I've always had to do is box clever in the transfer market, try and get bargains, and I have to spend less. Otherwise, we go bust. But that's fine. And all the but, fans keep saying is, why can't well, we just buy a load of superstars? Yeah, but, if, but, but if you look, if you're a Woolwich Wanderers fan, and when they moved to the Emirates, they were told the same thing, the new stadium and all that. And yeah. you speak to most of them. Yeah, yeah. They'll saying, okay, I know it's a different situation. Totally and, different. But the money's been siphoned off to the yeah. NFL, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's a real frustration. Yeah, it's frustrating. But I think it's completely different. Because if you look at what they've done with their money, I mean, that guy, that fella, Cronky... I mean, he's, he doesn't even turn up. He has, couldn't give a flying, <laughs> could he? He couldn't give a monkeys. He just creams off the money and just laughs at the fans. Mm. So that's different. Levy's front, he's right in the middle of that organisation. 
and he's built this, he's set, taken us up many levels. And yet we, I'm as guilty as anyone, we're furious in the transfer windows when we don't seem to be able to get the same calibre of players as the teams that we're trying to compete against. But we've never been able to compete well, against Liverpool, we, Manchester United, Arsenal, and latterly Chelsea or Manchester City in the transfer market. The only way we'll ever be able to do it is, is by building a bigger stadium, building a better business, and that's what he's doing. But you can't have it all straight away. That's what he would say. Fair enough. Well, look, we were, I'm sure we'll come back to that in the next show with Clive, because obviously Clive was there working with Martin and Harry and... Well, to me, it's history repeating itself. Anyway, let's look forward to the game tomorrow against Middlesbrough and then the big game against Watford after this very short break. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. And we're back from those messages. Uh, just before we uh, continue, uh, don't forget, uh, like the people sitting in this room, you can also get a Spurs show season ticket getting into these small, intimate monthly events every single month. Um, go to season.spurshow.net. Sign up and you and a mate can come along to all these. Next month, we can now announce February 25th, we have, uh, well, he was at Spurs from 1965 to 1979. Any ideas? John Pratt. There we are. John Pratt. Well done. <laughs> we knew. John Pratt. Well, I don't know you knew. I was waiting for someone who didn't know. Sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, that's there. We've got John Pratt joining us February 25th. Uh, go to season.spurshow.net. And for those of you who haven't signed up, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show for additional premium content, including a daily Spurs news show, match reports, interviews with ex-players, and much more. We've some uh, great, well, actually, both of them with Pete Hayner's here tonight. It's on a wonderful uh, documentary about historical Tottenham walks that you could do. And Willie Morgan, who is here, the voice of Tottenham in the 80s, uh, has done a brilliant series, Spurs on Record looking back at the official songs that Tottenham has, re- has, has released. And uh, maybe when Clive's on, we can talk about... What was that? Hot Shot Tottenham, wasn't it, Clive? 87? Yeah. yeah. Like wasn't it? Hot <laughs> Shot Tottenham. <laughs> That'll probably be part three, will it, Willie? Yeah. Hot Shot Tottenham? I might be part four. There's more to come. Anyway, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show for that. Right, Stephen, uh, tomorrow night, uh, we're uh, Middlesbrough. I mean... Won't it be ironic that I think Jose Mourinho has won a trophy? I don't know, is it the first season? Every club or certainly he's won a trophy. (laughs) Every club has been out in the first season. Wouldn't it be ironic? Never had the curse. Typical of the curse of Spurs. (laughs) This could be the first Everybody in this room where it doesn't happen. Every single person in this room knows we're going out on penalties tomorrow, don't we? (laughs) We all know that. (laughs) So we've got Borough tomorrow and hopefully. I mean, who again are doing particularly well in the championship now with Woodgate and Keane. 
Um, you know, it's going to be a tough one tomorrow, isn't it? It is. I mean, oh, for sure. I mean, just our luck. We could have played them earlier in the season. They were absolutely useless. He was on the brink of getting fired. Mm. We're all remembering why his uh, nickname was Village when he was at Leeds and everything. <laughs> and now they can't, they can't stop winning. They've won yeah. five on the bounce. They drew at the weekend, didn't they? Oh, did they? Okay, well, they haven't Derby. lost. They've not lost for a yeah. long time, and they look, they're on fire. And they got full a lot of players out. I think they did very well against us. Full of confidence. And they, they, anything could happen tomorrow, yeah. so, I mean, including tomorrow, the penalties. Tomorrow is obviously... Um, it's good to see the club doing, is it 20 quid a ticket? And yeah, yeah I like that. What is it for kids? I don't know, 10? 10, 10, 10 pounds, yeah. 10, so that was quite good. Um, and uh, hopefully it should be a decent, it's live on BBC One as well, for those of you who don't have tickets. But uh, it should be a good turnout there. But, I mean, if we do get through, Jerry, I mean, you look at all the uh, FA Cup fourth round draws... Southampton away now is probably <laughs> the toughest one you can get. Well, the only th- the, the, the thing to cling on there is the famous Ronnie Rosenthal game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone who remembers that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just our luck, isn't it? We're getting these teams when they're coming into form. Yeah. We'll talk about Watford in a minute as well. But Southampton were just a better team. I was there on New Year's Day. You know, they, they deservedly won. You know, Spurs didn't really have a, a plan. Danny Ings is banging in goals. You know, uh, that is a tough one. And I wouldn't say we're guaranteed to get through to that round anyway. You know, you, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's, I think, a big shame about, you know, going to Spurs now. If you think back to the, to the last season at White Hart Lane, yeah. just going to the ground, you just had this bounce that you knew, A, you were going to watch some brilliant football, yeah. and B, you were going to see Spurs win most times. Yeah. And that's all gone now. That, that, yeah. And that was such a good feeling to have mm. back. For yes. the first time even in while, years, you know. even while we knew how good it was, yeah. everybody I think yeah. thought it can't. How long last. will it last? Because <laughs> now we've gone back to being yeah. Spurs fans. You know, yeah. last season people, I wouldn't have sat here saying, "Oh, mm. we're going to go out to Middlesbrough." And people teams. who knew you were a, f- a Spurs fan will come up to you and say, "You must be loving yes, it." Yes, and I'm saying, "Yes, I am," but I'm sort of thinking, "When's yeah. it going to end?" Yeah, you're waiting yeah. for it to go. And wrong. they're not saying that anymore. You know, they're no. saying, "Oh, yeah. shame." You know? I mean, quick prediction then, uh, Steve Tomorrow. Honestly, yeah, I think honestly. we'll win. I think I think we'll probably win something like three one or something. But okay, I'll tell you that. Theo, one nil to Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry. I think we ought to win, um, but who knows? Yeah, we should win. Should win. Maybe two one, something like that. Two one. I'll go two one after extra time. <laughs> <laughs> and then another team. And then in the weekend, Stephen, another team that. Were absolutely dead and buried about four weeks ago. Who have now got an incredible run with Nigel Pearson. Pearson is a magician, uh, isn't he? And we got what for the weekend? I mean, to have done it once with Leicester yeah. is one thing. But, I mean, you know, as you say, they were dead and buried. Everyone had relegated them three times. Um, I mean, it really is incredible. Uh, they're a good team, Watford. I mean, they've, always, you know, they've, they've got good players. And, you know, a decent manager come in. Something's obviously... He's obviously got something that he can mm. meld them and get them playing again. And now, I mean, I, th- I watched the Bournemouth game. Uh, they weren't very good. I mean, they were they were all rubbish. It's just what Watford was slightly less rubbish than Bournemouth. Theo, I, I remember the, the um, in hindsight now one of the first sort of games under Pochettino when you thought things aren't right was actually Watford away. Yeah. To, was it last season. Last season. season? Yeah. Early last, last season. season yeah. Early on, yeah, when they the goal up, they were yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I never forget there was a flying tackle. Someone went in one of our players yeah. and won a throw. And all that because it was such a great tackle, all the fans got up and the, the crowd got going. Yeah. 
and they scored two goals, and we we lost that. We lost yeah, last season they, to them. Yeah, yeah. team rolled us. Yeah. That was that was one of those games. You're right, where you thought this is falling apart now. This team doesn't have what it had. Yeah, it's gone, and uh, it'll be tough. It'll be really tough on Saturday. A lot will depend on how we get on tomorrow in terms of morale and confidence and stuff like that. But that guy, you know, Pearson is. Um, <laughs> He rules, but they just dare not lose. They, ca- they can't face going back into that changing room if they lose. They're absolutely they pet- they're he, petrified he hit, of it. he hit a player once? Oh, he, hit spl- he, he throttled that <laughs> guy <laughs> actually in the full, in the full view of the public glare and the cameras, didn't they? <laughs> He's absolutely... You dare not go in if you haven't won. So that's what they've got. We, I don't know if we've got that. I, God, it's, it's scary. Well, I remember that game last year and the turning point, and we talked about Moussa Dembele, the turning point of that game was he, he got caught in possession as he had done against United in the Cup semi-final when I think Pogba caught him out and they scored. Mm. And he got caught in possession back in his, in his own half. And you sort of and they, they scored from the free... He gave away a free kick mm. and they scored from that. And that turned the game round because Spurs were cruising up to that point. And that was when I think... I mean, I, you know, a few of us sort of spotted he's not quite got the legs. He hasn't quite got what he had. Mm. And I think probably Pochettino and, and maybe even the player himself thought that. Yeah. You know, he's starting to cost them now. Uh, and that was probably prompted his decision to go to China, take the money and play an easier... You know, he couldn't play two physical games a week. That was his... That but, was his Stephen, where's the focus now? Because, I mean, unless you're the most optimistic Spurs fan, and we, and more so we find form and go on an amazing run... It's pretty unlikely we're going to get top four this season. Yeah, Chelsea. Is it nine point nine points is the difference yeah. between us and them. So, as I said, unless things are turned around or we go and buy two or three wonderful players who click and everything goes right, I think we can wave that goodbye. So, I mean, surely now the focus has got to be. I mean, the, you know, well, I mean, we still got the it? Champions the League. We've got Leipzig, who yeah. are still top. By about three or four points down the Bundesliga, that, those two games are going to be yeah. Yeah. Very, without, without very Kane. They're, they're very very tough games. Is the focus now the FA? Just the FA Cup? Well, yeah, the focus is the FA Cup, but the focus is next season, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's what it's. It's about getting ready for the players to come in in the summer. Whoever we buy in this transfer window, but you know, getting ready for next season. I mean, I don't see. I think this season's basically a write-off. Mm. How can it not be? I mean, the, the, we're not even if we go on a run. It's not going to do much. You know, we're still going to... The best we can really hope for, realistically, is fifth, maybe sixth, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's over this season. And we're Th- not going to win the FA Cup, Th- are do, we? Do, you, do you agree with the... the, the well, fun, it's a that? funny old game, as Jimmy Greaves <laughs> used to say, and you never know. With Marine, you know, you know, we could get through tomorrow night. We could, you know, in the Cup, anything can happen. You go to Southampton, you have a good day. Remember last year, we've still got some good players. And what happened oh, no, in the Champions League... What happened in the Champions League, I felt, when you look at it now... We were playing so terribly in the league, but they got themselves really massively focused and motivated for those massive Champions League games. Maybe those players can do the same in either or both of the FA Cup and the Champions League. That's it. I mean, you've got to cling to some kind of crumb of comfort and hope for the best. But, I mean, you know, the signs aren't good generally. Jerry, the the centre-forward position, obviously... um, I mean, it's still staggering that a club as big as Tottenham we have one, what I call, you know, proper recognised centre forward, and, and we've always had this, we've had this problem for a few years. Uh, we had obviously last season Lorente, uh, who's gone. I mean, there was there was talk in the press today that they might try and get Lorente back from Napoli. Um, I mean, that's got to be one position. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't know who's what players are out there and available that within our wage structure, but surely that's one position. If you think that Kane 
you know, the, the very least we're back not till April. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it, it could well be, Jose was saying today, he could be out for the season. We don't really know. Do you know but... anything about PR tech? No, I don't know a lot. Could be another I mean... Raziak, couldn't yeah, it? exactly. I mean, <laughs> oh, God. It, it was the 11th choice. 11th choice was Raziak on their, yeah. on their list, and they got him about half past 11 on the last you know, transfer. Yeah. You know, it, it was doomed to failure, so... You, you... <laughs> You really don't want to be going down that road. They, 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 they've clearly got to buy a centre forward. You know, yeah. you can't play false nines. And, and, and you, you know, you're sacrificing the strength of someone like Son or Delhi or, or Lucas Moore if you're trying to play him. I mean, Son was interesting because when Harry was out last season, when we were at Wembley, Son was tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, again, I mean, maybe because he was just playing Liverpool, but he was, seems a bit lost out yeah, wide yeah. against Liverpool, didn't he? He had, that, he had a sort of a chance head on the first half and obviously the second half... A really good chance. In fairness, when you look back at it again, someone did try and come in and put a tackle in, whether that put him off. Yeah, but it's a different game. You know, Harry would drop back in, you know, play with his back to goal. It's, it's a completely different game, having yeah. a speed merchant, or someone like Delhi who plays off the flicks, you know. Yeah. And, and, and so they're not like for like by any measure. You've got to change the whole pattern of play if you take some, a, a proper old school centre forward like Harry Kane out mm. of the team, you know. Um, and then going on to, you know, this point about what, what is this season about, I think it's really important. They either win something or show signs of ambition because I think for the, for the good, the really top players they've still got, you know, Harry being one and, and Delhi potentially a world-class player. We know Ericsson's off and all that, but you know, there's talk of Pochettino talking to Barcelona today, you know, and it, those players love Pochettino. Yeah. If he goes there and they say, Harry Kane, yeah, Harry, Delhi, you know, and you have to say, and, you know, Clive's going to be on in a minute. There aren't many players who've left Tottenham to go abroad or to go to a bigger club and not bettered their career. You know, you talk about, you go back with Bale, Modric, Modric Berbatov, Carrick, all won the Champions League. Then you go back to Chrissy Waddle. You know, players can only go so long not winning things. And Spurs mm. don't look like winning the big prizes for a while yet. Mm. And, you know, people like Harry and, and uh, Delhi. Were, were loyal to the to the project to the mm. to the plans that Pochettino had. If it's just going to be a let's see how we get on, about have a rebuild, and we'll be sort of sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and then maybe next year, maybe the year after, <laughs> are they going to buy into that or think, well, let's you know, let's go somewhere and start winning things? Mm. So that would be my worry: is if they don't show real ambition this year, and you have to say that the signs are Spurs aren't showing, haven't been showing ambition now for a what, year. What, or would you, what would you call real, real ambition? I think what kind of players, what kind of money? Do you know what? If I was, if I had the ear of Daniel Levy, I would say, go and buy Gareth Bale. You know, they got close. Six hundred grand a week. After no, tax. but they got close in the summer. From from what I understand, they were reasonably close. That that he was prepared to cut the wages. You know, his agent knows Levy well, Jonathan Barnett. From what I was told, Bale was was keen. Pochettino was keen. The, the deal was there to be done. Madrid wanted to offload. But they wanted a big fee back, and that was the sticking point. But he would come back. He's a game-changer for a start. He's got a wealth of experience. He's a winner. He's got all the medals you you would want in club football. He would be in that dressing room, and he's got no ego. You know, he's not going to come in with a with mm. a sort of Zlatan type sort of mentality. He's going to come in, and you know, there's still players there who rem- remember him first time round. You know, Lloris and so on. So he would be if you if you if money was no object, and you said just bring back a pl- bring in a player who would make a difference. I'd mm. say get Gareth Bale in there now, but pff, you know who knows. Mm. 
Anyway, well, look, it's been a fascinating show. Very, very quickly, uh, Theo, your prediction for Watford at the weekend? One all. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> Jerry? I think the, the exertions of uh, trying to get past Middlesbrough <laughs> <laughs> might take their toll. Yeah. I, fear, I fear they'll lose, actually, at Watford. I do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Steve? I, I think we'll lose to Watford as well. I wow, really what's happened here? Come on. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say a 2 0 win to Spurs. There we are. <laughs> That's definitely That's put the, the kibosh on it. Yeah. Yeah, don't put any money on that. You know, anyway, look, it's, it's been a fascinating show. Don't forget those at home. Uh, if you look, I'll put it at the end of this week, we'll have this wonderful show coming up with Clive Allen. For now, Jerry, Theo, and Stephen, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening at home. Until the next time, come on, you Spurs. <laughs> This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.